What is up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight. We're coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in effort to send biblical truth. I love it. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? How are you? I got some smiling faces. I am Mark Francis in the host seat. Joining us once again, Mr. Ben Sanford. Hey, the one and the doing? Thanks. Welcome, welcome. Thanks. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah. You guys look right very around. casual today. And over here, I will turn to my left, the audience, watching audiences right. This is not Marky Mark. This is not the senior pastor. This is your one and only Caleb Pearson. Just the backup quarterback. Backup <laughs> quarterback. You got to speak louder for people to hear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, backup quarterback is not just a backup quarterback, but you are now in the pastor seat hey here's the thing dude. over there i just love watching you read yeah. the intro yeah. and look at us while you do who it. who wrote that did, <laughs> did you write that yeah yeah okay so you, I, sometimes i puppy. can't tell if you love it or just absolutely how long hate ago it. did you write that uh oh day like before we okay. ever recorded a couple years yeah, ago yeah 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 it's it stood the test of time but it I love hearing him do it. Dude. I wondered what your smirk was about. <laughs> oh, we got that's big yeah. smiles. Whenever I'm with we got... Ben, we just smirk, though, too. So. <laughs> Three dudes just hanging out, yeah. listening here. And you know what? I will have to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Um, this is Wednesday, guys. And normally we release on Tuesday. I will take the full hit for that. Um, that's okay. You know, it just things came up, and we had to bump it out. I've already heard feedback from people being like, what's going on? Where is it? Well, mm. here we are, guys. Okay? So let's go to Ben for just give us your first impressions of the sermon and then we will turn to Caleb for his glorious answers. So fire away. I'm going to jump right in. Yeah, yeah, do it, man. Uh, so heavy topic, right? Mm -hmm. Heavy Psalm, mm -hmm. uh, especially at the beginning. And you and I have been buddies for a while now. You were in my wedding. So there are, are things that I have the privilege of being privy to hmm. in terms of your own personal struggles. Um, and so as I was hearing you preach on Psalm 13, um, <clears throat> my thought immediately went to, there's no way that this guy, while he was studying this, wasn't wrestling with hmm. his own journey through the, I mean, mm -hmm. to me, this is describing the conversations that you and I have had, and you mm -hmm. can speak into this, obviously, um, the conversations that you and I have had, uh, on your struggle through the stuff that you and your wife have been through in the past year or mm -hmm. so, this is a reflection of that just in terms of our own conversations. So I, I wanted to know, man, how, how'd you do studying this because this applies directly to what you've been dealing with for a, oh, a year now. And, and yeah. you, you alluded to it mm -hmm. in the sermon. Yeah. And I, I appreciated yeah. that. And I also appreciated not the pointing at myself and saying this is what I'm going through, but there's there's relevancy here. Threw it in there. Yeah. 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 So, and, and, you know, we've posted about it. Hannah and I have miscarried three times in, in the first year of our marriage. And, and I talked with her about, hey, like, I think... I think I might mention that as part of, mm. but just you know, an example of, mm. of what it might look right. like to experience something like this. And uh, again, being a part of a local body like this is so cool because th there are a lot of people who know that and have rallied around us in that. And we believe it's going to qualify us for ministry and we'll be able to rally around who knows who down the road. And that's incredible. But yeah, it absolutely comes up. And, mm. and I thank the sweet Lord for that uh, mm. because... We're going to be stewing through that and processing that as we have been and will be. 
uh, but to do it over scripture and be reminded that it is okay to feel mm. these things and wrestle through it. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I tried to, to mention two things throughout the sermon without beating a dead horse, and one of them is there is going to be raw communication in the context of a real relationship. What is the difference between Ben and I seeing each other once a month and saying, hi, how are you? Good, good, thanks, and getting raw and real with each other, yeah. saying, here's what yeah. I'm going through, here's what you can be praying for, and vice versa. When we don't approach God like that, I think we're missing something, mm-hmm. and I think He craves us, and, and He values it and has put it in here. As yeah. something we can do, he can handle us when we are in our worst, I believe I said, or certainly when we are at our worst. Uh, and then second to that, what we already know about God becomes a foundation from which mm. we, we wrestle with circumstance. And so I, I want to embrace pulpit ministry as an opportunity to, to demonstrate that as well, mm. and also treat it as an opportunity to, to worship God all the same. Mm. One thing I wanted to mention on the podcast was just how blessed I am not just with opportunities to preach, but opportunities to meet way ahead of time with your team, the worship team, to work on the whole service, that there's a unified theme to it, and that what I'm doing is but a portion, a mm-hmm. segment among equals, you know, accomplishing this thing in the General Assembly. And I just, it's so encouraging to be a part of that process because there is in no way a culture at this church where the preachers coming in with the content, and then it's a trickle down from there. That's not the case at all. Sure. It, it, is, it is working alongside each other. It's been years in the making. And yeah. It's really cool to see the worship team progress. <clears throat> it's cool to see Mark Carey progress and any mm-hmm. teaching pastor come in that there has been since 2006 mm-hmm. this planning process that is Holy Spirit led and driven that leads us to where it ends up on any given weekend. Yeah. And uh, and not to have it be so compartmentalized where, yes, this is the sermon time, and mm-hmm. yes, this is the singing time. It, it has to be viewed that this is a 75-minute-plus worship time, and each component of it is worship. The giving of the word, the preaching is worship. The mm-hmm. prayer that the elder does is worship. Mm-hmm. There is a There is just a a sense that if if you try to compartmentalize it, that it it either discounts or elevates or glorifies one over the other. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we're all participating. You know, when the worship ministry wants to engage people in singing, we also desire you to be engaged in the, giving the attention of the word, and that is that's valuable. Yeah, and, and so that's it's neat to see that growth of in our church. Yeah, and, and so in regards to this specific sermon, I was in talks with Mark about it, obviously well ahead of time, and he said I'm going to be ending on Ruth chapter one, uh, a chapter no one really wants to end on if they were reading. Uh, and, and we're going to hang here for a little bit and dwell in it. And so here's a psalm, you know, to be a companion piece to that. And so in t- figuring out, uh, preaching is not about figuring out what to say. If you're diving into the word, it's about figuring out what not to say and what to leave out because you do only have a certain amount of time. And so when we're dwelling on where David is, especially in those first four mm. verses, you have to get to five and six and, yeah. and then cling yeah. to it and proclaim that and, and dwell on it. And so what I wanted to bring out was the the reality and, and the personal experiences that he was facing, that Naomi was facing, and that we can be reminded of them and of God's providence when we too are facing those things. Mm. When you make that, that connection as well of the prior week, here mm-hmm. on the podcast, we mm-hmm. talked about that, how Naomi mm-hmm. had the same experiences of verses one through four, yeah. but didn't get to those verses right. five and six, here at least for chapter 13 mm-hmm. of Psalms. Mm-hmm. You know, she was not going to the 
but I have trusted in your loving kindness. Mm -hmm. She's not going to, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Mm -hmm. She was stewing in that. So what was your conversation like with Mark? And I'll ask you the typical things. What was on the cutting room floor, but what was a part of the preparation leading up to it of how Mark came to you and said, this is where we're going to be. Did he suggest Psalm 13? Was it a collaboration? So where would, where yeah, did that yeah, come from? Good question. So, so he said, can you do Psalm 13? And then I, I ran with it. Okay. Um, there, there wasn't this time around with Mark, there wasn't a lot of back and forth, uh, as I kind of created it, it mm -hmm. was, I just took it and ran with mm -hmm. it, which has been great. So then what's on um, the cutting room floor? Cause like, yeah, you're so, saying that so, already. So Psalm 13 is, it is itself an emotional roller coaster, and it's encouraging to know. And I mentioned this, one of the first lies I think we're fed is that when we struggle, it must be unbiblical that God hasn't accounted for it. And I'm on my own, got to yeah. figure it out. But our struggle, the, the brutal realities are biblical. They're accounted for, but we have people in our congregation that are stuck on verse one. How long, Lord? We have people stuck on verse three. Here is how aware I am of the brokenness around me, the enemy, so be it. But we can all hopefully spur one another on, not just to love and good deeds, like Hebrews says, but to verses five and six, like David does mm -hmm. in this psalm. And so one thing that struck me, and I didn't have time to do it because I would argue you would never have time to do this, and that is, what are the other examples in the mm -hmm. Bible where people are going through this? Mm -hmm. And obviously... They're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think if we are in community group together, we hear that they too now are everywhere in everyone's life. And so I, I, I just instead clung to Naomi, because that's the context of our sermon series, and then mentioned David, didn't go elsewhere. But I would have loved to mention even Moses went through some stuff yeah. and had a raw communication and context with God. For example, in Numbers chapter 11, verse 15, Moses says, God, kill me. Because I'm sick of dealing with this. And the context of that is the people under him the moaning people. and complaining and groaning. Sure. That's an example of raw communication in the context of a real relationship. I'm curious Moses. to ask Mark if he ever <laughs> arrives at that. Yeah. 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 So, so that's an example. Not this Mark. That Mark. Yeah. 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 Uh, kill, me, kill me now. Another <laughs> famous example, and I think... Uh, it's assumed a lot of people would go, here's the book of Job and his mm -hmm. story and how yeah. hard that is. And his wife saying, curse God and be done with it, man. Uh, yeah. That's a very difficult one. David, in, in the Psalms elsewhere, Psalm 27 is solely, he, he calls us to wait on the Lord still, even when he doesn't seem to be moving. And so I, if I had more time, I would have loved to continue to expand upon and, and and sorry, further out from Psalm 13, but I, I didn't. I stayed really close with Psalm 12 and Psalm 14, and then really just wanted to go through pa the, the passage and and raise the value of talking to God this way at times and, and bringing it up in a way that, that he can speak into it. And then I wanted to arrive at that conclusion where, and this is so cool to me, the beautiful response is not God's. It's not the immediate deliverance mm. and the clouds part and the genie comes mm. down. The beautiful response on the bold request in verses three and four is in the heart of David. Mm. He's the one that ends up responding beautifully because of attributes of God. Mm. But I have trusted. He's, he's reminding himself based on this dynamic with yeah. God. There is this foot at the cross culture, raw communication, and then there's this remembrance of this God and who I am in him. And, and I think that's so important for us to to arrive at. Well, I, I think a lot of Psalms are declaring to yourself to, to, mm -hmm. to commence, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. There's this mm -hmm. idea of, I need to declare that to myself. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's okay that you didn't have to go to the 
other examples in scripture right because it allows us to sit and wrestle with our own life mm-hmm. and and reflect and say okay where am i and you're right there's people in our congregations who are struggling we all go through struggles i mean mm-hmm. all three of us here we can go around the table and say mm-hmm. what is the what is something that's going on in our life right now that like god where are you <laughs> and and i think that's good I think it's okay for us to really wrestle with that and say, okay, God, where are you? But the biblical response, mm-hmm. not the Naomi response, the biblical response is to then look to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and there's times where you're not going to feel it. There's mm-hmm. times you're not going to want to do it. There's But we almost need to have that encouragement of the community mm-hmm. around us. And then also our own personal walk with the Lord to say, yes, I'm going to declare, I'm going to praise God right now. In this moment, and understanding Psalm 13, it, it disintegrates the possibility of thinking my struggles unbiblical, but it also fights against feelings-based theology, mm. which is growing like a weed. Mark, you've no, you, mm-hmm. you, what Ben and I see in our peer group, and and more and more in the younger church or whatever, feelings-based decision making and all this other stuff. So when you do feel, he says it. David makes uh, declarative statements that are. Uh, not compatible with who God is. Hmm. Will you forget me forever? Can God? Does God forget us? Uh, how long will you hide your face from me? There are so many things he's saying that that he he's just wrestling through. I feel forgotten. I feel betrayed by a God who we know won't forget and won't betray. And so uh, it, it's so cool to see that in the Bible, so that I can know in my prayer life, I can wrestle to that degree hmm. uh, because. He's the one I'm, it's no silly zookeeper I'm frustrated with. I'm going to God with with all of this. Yeah. Taking the thoughts captive to Christ, which is something well, I do. Even, even how about portray. the video of Tara Clegg? Yeah, dude. In, oh, in there. So good. Hearing yeah. somebody that we know or either mm-hmm. are associated with because of our church that has had serious stuff go on, like a Naomi. Mm-hmm. And, and here she's responding with that biblical response. I'm sure it's not doesn't come every single day, <laughs> you know, but how often do we need to hear stories from people like that? Mm. I mean, it's, yeah. And that's hard to do. Like yeah. shout out to Tara for doing that, yeah. man. Cause that is just such a benefit to the kingdom and, and our congregation to see that and hear that on a Sunday morning too. Mm. It's not the pretty, you know, I don't know, right. prosperity gospel put together Sunday morning. It's here's our family and yeah. here, here's what happens in a family. Right. Uh, and here's who we point to. And I, something about the whole thing, orchestra plus the music, all of it, like, I loved it. I loved this weekend in, in, a, in a very special way. And it, it had nothing to do with the fact that I happened to be the one standing up there babbling on for 40 minutes, but I felt a part of the family. Yeah. And that was, yeah, a gift and a testament for sure. Um, yeah, I, I agree. There's something about a worship time when you're walking away and you're like, wow, I encountered God mm-hmm. in this moment. And I'm reminded of his goodness and how great he is. Mm-hmm. And um, it, there is, if you went to Fellowship Saturday, if you went to Fellowship 3, there is a, almost an icebreaker community builder question of what image comes to mind the when word you mighty. think of mighty. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's, there's an aspect there like, yeah, what does come to mind? And it should be, well, how can we better have an, a better understanding of the might of God? and how great he is and and how we're called to respond to him and i love it that you know nothing gets filtered through his hands that he hasn't touched or ordained ordained 
It's all sovereign control, mm-hmm. even through those down times in our life. Um, yeah, it's great. One thing I'd, I'd just like, and I don't know if you guys have any questions for me or anything, but oh, one, we thing, have one. one yeah. thing I'd like we, to go ahead. encourage community groups to do real quick. It, I don't know if you're meeting over the summer, already doing stuff, that's fine, but share stories of when you've had a how long a Lord moment, mm. or, or, or bring up passages in the Bible that you were reminded of as we read what David was going through. Because I think the broader we can paint this picture sometimes, the less unique and, and special, for lack of a better word, we feel in our circumstance. And and it just raises the, the value of God. And, yeah. our, and we have a larger value of God than we do the value of these things. And that's another thing I tried to bring out was in the gospel message at the end, Christ makes God more personal than our struggles are, 100%. And, but when we, you know, if we have a struggle that clings so closely, to have a Christ that clings closely all the more is going to change the way we, we navigate that. Uh, and that is why we're also here. That's why Ben's in my life, to remind me of that. When I'm like, I ain't feeling it, or, you know, I ain't even hearing it. I don't want to talk to him. The key thing there, though, is remind, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the the foundation of all that you're talking about is a result of to the extent that you already know God through his word, mm-hmm. you're then able to arrive at these conclusions, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that oftentimes with us is the disconnect, at least for me, mm-hmm. right? So so something hits, whatever it is. Um, I think then the what what the question that's raised is, okay, I, I, I know what truth is, right? I know this is what the Lord says about his character. I know that it tells us uh, to count it all joy when you encounter various trials. Hmm. I know that uh, Romans 5 tells us we exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. Perseverance brings proven character, proven character, hope, and hope does not disappoint, mm-hmm. right? Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. I know all of those things in the context, in the, in, in the sense that I can mentally assent (laughs) to the truth of those things. But the question remains, do I know them at an experiential level? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that is oftentimes our issue. Like Mm -hmm. I can remind you of those truths because over the last year, those have had to go from head knowledge to heart knowledge Mm -hmm. where you've gone through, you and your wife both have gone through things where now, okay, do we believe this or not? Mm -hmm. And that has to be worked out. So then when we come to each other and remind each other of those things, there's foundation there. And it really mm-hmm. circles back to the idea of community. Right. We've been talking about this life for a life. few yeah. weeks yeah. now. I mean, yeah. and it's, I feel like this is a, a growing uh, thing that God is putting in our hearts here at FBC is this, this desire and this need for community. And, mm-hmm. and that we can't do things in isolation. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it came out through Mark's sermon last week of Naomi was a little isolated and, and not around the, the people of God and left the homeland. And, and here, Ben, you're saying the same thing, being a part of community or being with people who have like minds who are going to point you and remind you of where God, where is God? You know, when you're asking those questions, how long, oh Lord, right. to have somebody point you to that? Community, but also the the importance of actually getting to know this and knowing, God. That knowing we, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like if if we don't know, if we don't know that God is good, for example, which is in our generation, and I wouldn't necessarily limit it to our generation, mm-hmm. but my close friends coming out of even Bible school, that's the question: mm-hmm. Is God good? Mm-hmm. 
you can you can show it to them in scripture, but the question is, do I experientially know that God is good? And oftentimes they come away with, no, I don't believe mm-hmm. that because of X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. in our culture or in their own lives. Seeing the injustices, seeing sure. the, the things that are yeah. happening yeah, in yeah, the world. Yeah. Natural and, disasters. Right. And, uh, attributing them to God instead right. of right. the fall of man. Right. Yeah. And so to me, that is, that's where we got to start with people. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Do, who, who is God? How does he reveal himself in scripture? So if we're, you know, um, reminding people of these things, but they don't already know it from God himself and mm-hmm. haven't seen that in action, you're reminding them of something that, you know, it's, it, mean, it means nothing to them mm-hmm. at this point. It, personally, that's where, that's where the rubber has had to meet the road, where mm-hmm. I'll ask those questions and my good old dad will say, hey, man. Shout out let's, to Tim. Yeah. Let's go to scripture. Mm-hmm. And let's see what the Lord has to say about it. And I'll, I'll even fight that, right? And then it's like, uh-uh-uh. Either you believe this or you don't. And if you believe it, let me remind you of these times where the Lord has actually proven himself to be that way in your yep. life. That I that he, as yep. my dad, has been a part great. of, right? And so that's the question. What did David already know about right. God mm. to get to that point very quickly in one yeah. verse? Mm. Right. Uh, and how can we... Understand that what we already know about God is going to be the foundation from which we wrestle with circumstance. We're going to be discovering sin in mighty, powerful ways. There's a devotional life with the enemy each and every day for you if you want it. But how can we build this rapport and relationship, this real relationship with God, so that he becomes somebody who is harder and harder to doubt? So that he becomes somebody who is harder and harder to forget, even when we feel forgotten. That, that is a lifelong practice. That is an ambitious pursuit. But God has enabled a scenario in which that can happen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, just a quick foreshadowing of some of the things to come. You referenced your dad, Ben. He's going to be in the pulpit in mm-hmm. a few weeks, and we're already hearing some of the things that he's going to be sharing with us. So just to give a little tidbit, what you're suggesting right now, Ben, of this knowing God yeah. to get your yeah. thinking in line, to get your attitude and your actions in line, we're going to be hearing more of that, I think, right. in the weeks to come mm-hmm. after this Ruth series. So. It's going to be exciting. Caleb, we do have a question submitted yeah. that I um, wanted just to throw at you. Somebody submitted and said, uh, at one point in time, Caleb referenced Psalm 12 mm-hmm. and the verse leading up to Psalm 13, mm-hmm. and also referenced the first verse of Psalm 14, 14. viewing it in a bookend. Mm-hmm. Aren't the so- Here's a question. Aren't the Psalms written a little separately to where it's not meant to be a verse-by-verse thing? How did you yeah. come to that conclusion? Yeah, yeah, good question. So the, the Psalms are definitely written sporadically. So so to to say it's in context this past Sunday was more in reference of the sequence and the arrangement of the Psalms, less in the authoring of them, and that this David went directly from writing the last one of 12 immediately into verse 1 of 13. We know that mm-hmm. to not be the case. It, mm-hmm. It's not the same as Paul writing his letter where we can, you know, slap right. it right next to it. But the arrangement is something to consider absolutely as we look at, at this word being divinely inspired and arranged. And so what's interesting about that question, I appreciate it, is I wanted to convey what the experience of reading these Psalms in order can do for somebody who's Mm. craving to know more about God, Mm. because it is placed in this way so that we can bounce uh, from 12 to 13 to 14. Most scholars put 13, 14, and 15 together Mm. as as far as their inception. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of the circumstances actually in Daniel chapter 7, verse 28, point to the most likely time at which 13, 14, and 15 were written. Mm. And so to that end, I'd 
address the question saying we actually probably can lean into 14 from 13 without too much like, wait, there must have been years and years and years between these two. But Psalm 12 is very much addressing a difficulty in David's life uh, that may not rectify itself immediately with the the circumstance of Psalm 13. But I like what uh, you're saying. But the, it can read us. The, the divine inspiration of mm -hmm. the arrangements of the book of Psalms yeah. in addition to the writings themselves. Yeah, and so the book of Psalms is... is often divided into five sections as far as thematically, and, and David's responsible for the vast majority of the first part of those. And so with, with David being the author of all three of these things and with them being placed in this order, I, I wanted to more artistically describe, like, here's what this roller coaster can manifest itself like. Mm -hmm. Enemies everywhere, which we know is the, is the status of Psalm 13, and then a, a bold declaration, which serves as an introduction to the rest of chapter 14. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Mm -hmm. Now that, Psalm 14.1 is not saying, hey, because of what I just wrote in Psalm 13, you'd be foolish. But it is saying, there are fools who declare there is no God, and the reason they do it is because of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And we have the opportunity to not do that. And uh, coming off the heels of saying... God has dealt bountifully with yeah. me. Yeah, he's yes. looked after me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that speaks to what Ben was saying too earlier. Of the, what, what have we already experienced? What, what are the ways in which God has delivered us and has provided for us? That's a question Hannah and I ask ourselves all the time, even when we don't come up with an answer, mm. and sometimes we certainly do, mm. uh, because he has looked after us, dude. He yeah. has dealt bountifully with us in ways we can't describe. He has looked after us. Mm. And being a part of a local body, many of our pastoral guests on this podcast have alluded to this fact, has helped with that. Mm. Being plugged into a local mm -hmm. church mm -hmm. where where the families are bigger than the staff, where, where pastoral vocation is not a make-or-break situation for you being sanctified, but it's the people you're around and the way we meet each other when life isn't going according to plan or when it's not that success story. And that's why I was so humbled and honored to be sharing uh, Linda's voiceover of Psalm 13 and Tara's testimony, mm. and then throwing in a little bit as well of what I'm going through without mm. putting too much focus on it. Mm -hmm. uh, because that's church, that's life. And, and that can, when we belong to the body of Christ, sometimes discouragement can be encouraging because mm. we are here for each other in that. And, and we don't have it all together. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's just something Great. that's, I think, important to me. Well, Caleb, we, we appreciate it. Yeah. The, the feedback that I've been getting, again, your voice out there um, speaks to a generation that, um, mm. you know, this body is longing for. So thank you yeah. for being that voice. It's exciting to have you. Yeah. We don't know what the future holds, you know, of like when you might be back up there again, but we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. ask for it. How about yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Cool. We'll get you up there soon. Well, and thanks for hosting, Mark. You're the man. Hey, I'm, I'm here for you, <laughs> even though I might not do the intro as justice as you would like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah we're good. here. Yeah. Um, announcements. Let me just share, and Ben, I can turn to you. You can lean on just following up. We've got Kids Week coming up around the quarter next week. Mm -hmm. We have um, our Global Church Partners flying into town very shortly. We're going to be here for a couple of weeks. You'll have some opportunities to connect with them. If you want to do study sessions with them in the building next week, that'll be happening. Um, but more importantly, there's an update, kind of just a, a get-to-know-them evening on Sunday night at 6 o'clock at the 26th lower level. Just say hello. Pop in and say hi. Get a chance to rub some shoulders with people from around the world mm -hmm. and then get a ministry update of what God is doing in India. So those are just a couple things coming up around the corner. Um, there's a baptism service in July. You name it, ministry doesn't mm -hmm. stop here. Mm -hmm. So it's good. 
Well, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Um, thank you, Caleb. Absolutely. You, you survived the hot seat. <laughs> hot seat well. Ben, thanks for being here. The yeah. fact of the matter, guys, that sermons are not meant to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.